0: Anybody? Pardon me? Well, that's one of them. (laughs) What is the word for this year? Reposition. Reposition. Now, that can be your heart, attitude, change your mind, negative thoughts can be all different things, and it could actually be physically that God is going to reposition you. You just don't know what that is, but be open to it. That's the main thing. Be open to what God wants to do in your life. He wants to do a new thing, and in that process, he wants to change us. He wants to do things in us that we have not, maybe not even yielded to. But God wants to change those things. And I did talk to you about blind spots. And I said, you know, we're in the part now of fasting. And those of you that are fasting, um, all different things that God has laid on your heart to fast, ask Him, where are my blind spots? What am I not seeing, Lord? What is it that I have not seen? Well, the last session on its time to enter the promised land, we came to the end of an era with Moses. He was leading the people into the promised land. And I found a little cartoon in a newspaper. (laughs) And it says, Moses wasn't feeling well, so God gave him some tablets. And I thought about that, and I thought, well, he probably got tired of leading the people when they were grumbling and complaining all the time. (laughs) So the Israelites had been wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years. Now it's time to enter the promised land. So we're going to fast forward through the wilderness to the end of the era to the beginning of a new one. And I think this is just right, perfect timing. We're in a new year. It's been a long, arduous journey, and many are not going to enter the promised land through death of natural causes and some disobedience to God. They are not going to enter the promised land. Yet, in the midst of this long journey in the wilderness, God has done many signs, wonders, and miracles that included the ten plates on the Egyptians and Protection over his people that didn't come near the dwelling. Eventually, after the tenth plague that included the death of Pharaoh's son, the Israelites were free to exit Egypt after being in slavery for 400 years. But they didn't leave empty-handed. The Egyptians were so happy... To see them go after 10 plagues, that they said, come on, go, whatever you need, I'll give it to you. I'm just going to hand that over to you. And when it looked like the Israelite story would end at the Red Sea, God showed them his hand of protection, didn't he? He showed that, hey, I'm here. And so we can take a hold of that and know that he is saying to you, I am here. I have never left you. I have never forsaken you. I am here for you. I know it looks hard. I know it looks rough. I know it looks tough. But believe me, God. Believe me. God is saying this to you. Believe me. Believe me. I am here. I have never left and will not leave you. See, a lot of times I'm hearing people just standing and saying, Well, you know what? I'm just here till Jesus comes. I'm just going to wait till Jesus comes. Where does it tell us to just sit on our laurels and do nothing? It doesn't say that, does it? No it says that we are to be about the father's business just like jesus said i am to be about the father's business jesus made it all about the father's business and he's our example and that's what we need to do we need to make it about the father's business and even after they saw all the signs and the wonders and the miracles And every time they came to a hard challenge, what did they do? Oh, no, I should have been back there. Why'd you bring me here? You ever think that? I want what I had before. Yeah? You want your slavery that you had before? No. No. God wanted something better for them. And that's what he wants for us. He wants to do a new thing. He wants something better for us. Do you realize grumbling and complaining showed the Israelites were in unbelief and not trusting God to do what he promised to do? But God continued to give them protection and provision by spreading out a table in the wilderness. Can you imagine out in the wilderness and all this? comes down from heaven and God spreads out the table in the wilderness. And how many times do we go through a wilderness in our life where we don't know where the food's going to come from? We don't know what's going to come next. We don't know what's happening and we don't understand it. But God is there. And this is what he's saying. I want you to trust me. I want you to hold my hand. I'm walking with you. Trust me. Rely on me. Cling to me. Instead of answering the door to fear. Remember, we don't answer the door to fear, do we? No, because it's a scam from the devil. And hold on to that because you don't answer the door. And any time you're seeing people in fear or yourself, Sometimes we're in fear and don't realize it. I've been in fear and didn't realize it and God had to tell me about it. I thought I was being real. You know? And God said, no, you're in fear. You're in fear. We need to be asking him all the time. We need to have that relationship with him. We need to be honest with him. You know... He already knows what's going on. So we're not fooling him in any way. But remember in Numbers 20 what happened. God told Moses to, you know, the people were all upset there wasn't water again. Now here they are, the water at Meribah. What's going on? Now there's no water again. Oh, no why have you made us come out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place (laughs) all this time they've been traveling they've been watching God they've been seeing his miracles his signs and his wonders and it's and then they say it is no place for grain or figs or vines or pomegranates and there's no water to drink honestly not again Moses had to listen to their grumbling and complaining all those years. And have you ever been around anybody who grumbles and complains all the time? Doesn't see God in any situation. Is very negative, very discouraged, very down. And that's how they were. No matter what situation they would come to, they would grumble and complain to Moses. Oh no, why did you bring me to this place? Then Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and fell on their faces. They didn't have the answer. They had no answer for how they were going to have water, what the situation was going to be. There was no place for grain or figs or vines or pomegranates. What are we going to do? Who do you do? Who do you go to? God. I don't have the answer for this, Lord, but I know that you do because you are the answer and you have all the answers. And that is where we have to continually go every day. Every day, things come up. We don't have the answers for that. And God gives them the answer. He says, take the staff and assemble the congregation You and Aaron, your brother And tell the rock before their eyes To yield its water In other words, speak to the rock Before In another situation He struck it But this time he was to speak to the rock God tells you to speak to your body Are you going to do it? He told me that years ago To speak to my body I had so much trouble with sciatic problems was going to the chiropractor and one day I heard him say speak to your body it won't speak to itself and every time the sciatic would want to try to get out I would stand there and I still do this if I have a problem and I say no God you said so I repeat it right back to him You said speak to your body, it will not speak to itself. Now that sounds a little silly, you know, in the very beginning I'm like, did I really hear that, you know? But then I would, I would speak to it and I would say, no, you are not going out of place. You are staying in place right where you are. You are not going out and it would not. And it got less and less and less. And I don't know how many years it's been since I've been at a chiropractor. Right here, God told Moses to speak to the rock. Now, can you imagine standing there in front of the congregation speaking to the rock? But that's what he was told to do. However, he did not listen. So, this is what he says Hear now, you rebels! <laughs> shall we bring water for you out of this rock he called those people rebels and Moses lifted up his hand and he struck the rock with his staff twice and water came out abundantly and the congregation drank and their livestock but he didn't obey God did he he didn't listen to when God said speak to the rock see I believe this was another lesson that God wanted to teach the people through Moses, But he didn't listen Moses wasn't scolded by God For striking the rock Instead of speaking to it God didn't mention this at all He didn't say you didn't speak to that rock There's no word in the Bible there that says that So why did Moses and Aaron Not enter the promised land Here's the answer And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron Because you did not believe in me To uphold me as holy In the eyes of the people of Israel Therefore you shall not bring this assembly Into the land that I have given them Moses and Aaron were called to be leaders That would trust God in every situation So the people would see God's holiness And learn to trust and obey God, too. Leaders are called to trust and obey God's word that will lead the people into a holy awe of God. A holy awe of God. And bring them into repentance and accept Jesus into their heart. Receive the gift of salvation and make God the Lord of their life. That's what leaders, pastors should be teaching, making God the Lord of their life. And then we go to Deuteronomy 34, and it says, Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead, as far as Dan. And he showed him all this land And the Lord said to him This is the land of which I swore to Abraham To Isaac and to Jacob I will give it to your offspring I will let you see it with your eyes But you shall not go over there So Moses the servant of the Lord Died there in the land of Moab According to the word of the Lord And he buried him in the valley In the land of Moab opposite Bethor but no one knows the place of his burial no one no one knows where Moses is buried Moses was 120 years old when he died can you imagine his eyes were undimmed didn't have any problems and his vigor was unabated I mean he was full of energy 120 years old still full of energy isn't that amazing God is so faithful and he was so faithful to his servant Moses but now it's time Moses has passed on with Jesus and now it's time to hand the baton over to other leadership and he's handing it over to Joshua So let's camp a little while here and talk about Joshua, about how he received the calling. Joshua was born in Egypt, probably in the area named Goshen, in the northeast Nile, Delta. He was born a slave like the other Hebrews. Later, he became an assistant to Moses. He walked with him. He listened to him. He obeyed him. He wanted God. As Moses did He not only wanted to follow Moses But he most of all wanted to follow God He was all about God And listening And he was mentored by Moses Moses knew that Joshua Not only wanted to follow him But more important Was he wanted to follow God And Moses knew that God knew Joshua was a good follower of both God and Moses. Moses was chosen to lead the people, but he was also chosen to lead Joshua, to teach him what all he was being taught by the Lord. And you see, that's what we're told. We're told that what we learn, we need to teach others. We need to be that leader, that teacher that will reach out and help other people and lead them into the territory that God wants them to be. In Exodus seventeen eight to 9 it says, Then came Amalek, which were descendants of Esau, and fought with Israel at Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us out, men, and go out. Fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. This shows great trust in giving Joshua this assignment. Moses trusted him. He knew that whatever he told Joshua, Joshua would do it. So Joshua did as Moses said and he fought with Amalek and Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the hilltop. And Joshua mowed down and disabled Amalek and his people with the sword. God told Moses to say this to Joshua as a reminder. And the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in the book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under the heavens. The Lord wanted his people to remember this victory. The Lord wanted them to see that they were the victor because of the victory that was already won. Because God was the victor. He was the victory. And we have to always remember that. When we go through a situation, we need to remember who won the victory. That makes us victors. That we are in victory with the Lord. That we don't have to give up. We don't have to go with our heads down and not trust the Lord. He wanted Joshua to remember this because he knew the plan ahead. You know, God knows the plan ahead for each one of us. And he wanted Joshua to remember this because when he got into leadership, he would need to remember that. This is what God told Moses to tell to Joshua. Joshua did it, and now look what has happened. Obedience is the key. Obedience is the key. And I remember when God told me, obedience is the key that unlocks the door to my holy presence. More of the Holy Spirit's presence. I love this part here. In Numbers 27, God had talked with Moses about the waters of Meribah. We just talked about that incident at the rock. This was Moses' response. Moses said to the Lord, let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation. Who shall go out and come in before them Leading them out and bringing them in That the congregation of the Lord may not be as sheep Which have no shepherd Who was Moses concerned about? The people There is nothing in here that says that Moses was upset He wasn't going to get to the promised land He knew that he was going with the Lord He knew his assignment was over here on earth. And he didn't grumble and complain about it. He was concerned that the people would be left without a shepherd. And he called them sheep. Sheep without a shepherd. The Lord said to Moses, take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hand upon him. And set him before Eliezer the priest and all the congregation And give him a charge in their sight So the congregation all knew that Moses was being the next leader That he was being, he had been given the anointing and the authority Moses was placing all of that on Joshua So Joshua knows this is coming up, but he doesn't exactly know when. How many of you have had hands laid on you and told all different prophetic words, and you know it's coming, but you don't know when it is? Think about that. But now, all of Israel is grieving. They're all grieving Moses. And they've grieved for 30 days Joshua 1, 1 1-3 says After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun Moses, minister Moses, my servant, is dead God told Joshua that Did Joshua not know that? Of course he did So now arise, take his place Go over this Jordan And you and all this people in the land Which I am giving to the Israelites All the land that I have promised Is going to be theirs And I have chosen you, Joshua Every place upon which the sole of your feet shall tread That have I given to you As I promised Moses so God is saying Joshua you grieve long enough It's time to move forward I'm ready to move you and the rest of the Israelites Into my promised land It's time I know what happened to Moses And I've given you time to grieve But you can't stay in the past I'm calling you to move forward The past is over and I'm giving you the land That I have promised Moses Situations have changed but I'm still the same God. I'm waiting on you to start walking as I have given you this land. It's your season now, Joshua. That's what he's saying. It's time. It's your season. And believe me, things that you have prayed for and believed for and trusted God for, there will come a season where all of a sudden it's going to be there. All of a sudden, there's going to be a major change. All of a sudden, you've been praying for healing. All of a sudden, it's going to be there. The season changes. He watches us in those trials and to see what's going to all be. But we grow in him. We're not little babies anymore. We're now ready for the meat. No longer just the milk. And I know that it's hard when you lose a loved one. I I remember uh, when my brother got cancer through his body that only 70 in the world had, was a very, very rare cancer. And I could hardly believe it. And then my friend that same year, it was the year 2005, that same year my friend got ovarian cancer. And she was doing really good for a while I had her at one of our renewals um, in Lancaster County and she was giving her testimony not because she was healed and I remember her saying to me Jenny how can I give a testimony I'm not healed yet I said you can give a testimony of how you're getting through this people need to hear how you're getting through things and so she did and she was doing really great she started getting better and better Oh, we had prayers going everywhere. And then she took a turn. And she got worse. And she passed into Jesus' arms. Two months later, my brother passed into Jesus' arms. And I remember someone praying over me. And they felt they could see this darkness around me. And all of a sudden, the Lord gave me this vision. And I saw myself in a dark tunnel the tunnel was so dark and so narrow that i couldn't sit and i all i could do was crawl i couldn't stand up and i couldn't even sit up all i could do was crawl through that darkness but at the end of that tunnel was a light and when he showed me that light he took me through that tunnel but you see, right before that, he said I want you to give up your Isaacs. I heard that one night during my sleep. Give up your Isaacs. And I knew that giving up my Isaac was letting go of what he was going to do with my brother and my friend. Letting him go. And that's hard. But God was faithful. And he is always faithful. When I thank God for saving my brother, I, I can tell you my brother wasn't saved for many years. And I kept praying and praying and praying for him. And a year before he got cancer, he accepted Jesus into his heart. In the last month, he and I had a relationship. He lived in Lancaster County and I was down there for another situation, and I got to spend every day with him for 13 days solid. What a blessing it was. I saw things in my brother that I had never seen before. I was able to hold his hand, he held my hand. You know, it was amazing. Such a closeness that I had with my brother. And I believe that Joshua saw and, and had that feeling inside of him because he loved, I'm sure he loved Moses. You know, we have people on this earth that we truly love, and we don't want to let them go. We want to hold on to them. And that's what I wanted to do with my friend and my brother. But God moves Joshua on and he's saying, Have I not commanded you? Be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Do you hear the words of encouragement from God to help Joshua to move forward? I love those words from God, and I believe when we go through hard challenges, we can take hold of these scriptures and declare them. Think about this. What is God saying to you to get you out of the slump in your life? I believe God is waiting on us much more than we are waiting on him. So I'm going to have this as a declaration. I'm going to have you declare it with me. It's Joshua 1, 8-9 And I've made it personal Because I meditate on God's word Day and night And observe And do everything that is written My way Is prosperous Therefore I deal wisely And have good success in my life, I am strong, I am strong vigorous, vigorous and, courageous. and courageous. I am not afraid, am not afraid or, dismayed, or dismayed, for my God, my God is with me, is with me wherever, wherever I go. Now, remember. God had told me that when we declare his word, we give him the right of way into our life to move in areas that we have just declared. The right of way. And now we have declared that. And you declare it over and over and over again until it gets into your spirit because what we do is we speak it out and then our spirit grabs a hold of it and it becomes a part of us that it was not with before. We can read the Bible and we need to read the Bible but when we declare it, our spirit takes a hold of it and it becomes a part of us and it gives God the right of way. To enter into our life Because we are coming into agreement with him That's how important it is To speak and declare his word Joshua accepted Moses' place of leadership Without misgivings God's will for him was his will Not his own And he did not hesitate to obey He did not complain grumble get upset no god i can't do this i'm sure he's had some thoughts, especially since his mentor was gone i'm sure some fear wanted to enter in i'm sure some uh you know just worry can i do this you know but he had to trust the lord and that's what we have to do we have to trust the lord He is faithful. He is faithful. Do you really realize that? Do you really realize that he is faithful? In every situation, I don't care what you're going through. Whether you have a business, whether you have personal things in your life that are going on, whether you have health problems, whatever it is, he is faithful. He is faithful. God is doing a new thing. Joshua had to bury the past with Moses leading and take hold of the calling that God had for him to lead the Israelites into a new life. The promised land. God is telling his church to stop looking back and to move forward with his army. I had told you that I saw in a dream. I saw Jesus up in top of the White House. With a crown and a purple robe on And then I saw The angelic army All around Waiting They're waiting For the orders And last Sunday I went to leave the church And all of a sudden I heard this song Well up in my spirit Blow the trumpet in Zion The Lord Utters his voice So I want to end it with that song, and Isaac left, right. (laughs) Um, I'll tell you what. Maybe I'll have it on here.